Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the captivating journey of human ingenuity and resilience as presented in Extra Life by acclaimed author Stephen Johnson. Published in 2021, this insightful book explores the remarkable advancements that have allowed human life expectancy to soar within a mere century. Johnson takes us on a thrilling ride from the unexpected life-saving qualities of seatbelts to the life-extending applications of explosives. His narrative weaves through history, encompassing stories from the streets of Ireland to the ancient paths of Constantinople. This book is as enthralling as it is broad, shedding light on the incredible milestones that have doubled our time on this planet. Stephen Johnson, a distinguished science writer and podcast host based in Washington, D.C., brings his considerable expertise to the table. A prolific contributor to esteemed publications like the New York Times, the Financial Times, and the Wall Street Journal, Johnson has penned 13 books, including the well-received Emergence and Farsighted. His credentials add significant weight to the book's insights and findings, giving a voice to both the dramatic and nuanced shifts in health and longevity. Extra Life is the perfect read for history enthusiasts eager to uncover the lesser-known narratives woven into our past. It's also an indispensable resource for medical aficionados who are passionate about the evolution of healthcare and human longevity. Moreover, humanitarians seeking to understand and be inspired by the progress of past generations will find valuable lessons within these pages. Join us as we explore how our ancestors' triumphs have gifted us with extra life and what this means for our future. Extra Life, A Short History of Living Longer Introduction, The Century of Extended Lifespans, How We Doubled Our Time on Earth As we turn the pages of history and glance back at the 20th century, we find ourselves amidst a tale of sharp contrasts. Here was a period laced with turmoil and tragedy, but it also cradled perhaps one of the greatest triumphs in human history, the astonishing leap in life expectancy. Human beings, on average, started living a whole lot longer, and the reasons behind this unexpected shift are as diverse as they are compelling. So, what fueled this remarkable extension of life? This isn't just a story of high-tech medicine and advanced health policy, although those elements certainly play their part. It's a tapestry woven through with unexpected threads from societal change to the fortuitous discovery of medical miracles in the most unlikely of places. Dive into a mosaic of facts and figures as we unravel. How a seemingly benign staple like milk once stood as a harbinger of disease and death in the 1800s. The surprising way a Swedish automobile manufacturer's philosophy helped to drastically reduce mortalities, not just on the roads, but beyond, and the extraordinary link between seabird manure and the creation of wartime explosives, and how this altered the landscape of agricultural and human health forever. Join us on this journey through a past you might have thought you knew, and uncover the intricate network of events that led to us living longer, healthier, and, if we're wise, more appreciative lives. Part 1. 
the breakthrough of vaccination. More than just a moment of genius, the allure of a eureka moment captivates us all. The image of a genius struck by a sudden illuminating insight is deeply rooted in our perception of how great ideas are born. Yet the paths to groundbreaking discoveries are seldom carved by singular moments or individual minds. Take, for example, the advent of vaccination, a concept of epic significance in the history of medicine. You might have heard the storied account of Edward Jenner, the humble country doctor who observed that milkmaids who caught cowpox didn't succumb to the far deadlier smallpox. Pondering upon this connection, Jenner took the audacious step of inoculating a young boy with cowpox, thereby protecting him against smallpox for life. This marked the inception of vaccination. Sounds fairly straightforward, no? But history, as always, is richer and more layered. Here's an important perspective. Vaccination was a world-changing idea, but it was not entirely without precedent. Before Jenner, there was inoculation a precursor to vaccination that had been employed in Asia for possibly thousands of years. Specifically when it came to smallpox, or variola major, this process went by the name variolation. Inoculation and vaccination do share a common goal, immunity, but their methods diverge. Vaccination uses a less dangerous agent related to the disease, while inoculation involves direct exposure to a live, albeit weakened, strain of the virus. The Chinese, battling smallpox, concocted a unique method. They turned infected scabs into powder and funneled them directly into a patient's nose. Sure, this procedure sounds bizarre, but it operated on the same principle. Vaccinations do today. Introduce an antigen in small doses to stimulate the body's production of antibodies. Enter the influential Lady Mary Wortley Montague a British aristocrat who witnessed variolation in Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, and fervently advocated for it back in England. Without her passionate endorsement, the practice might not have gained traction and Jenner's subsequent advance might never have occurred. As centuries progressed, Jenner's vaccination technique gained momentum, advancing into the powerful global health tool we recognize today. By the 1980s, smallpox had been eternally banished from the world stage, marking a delayed but monumental vindication for Jenner, and importantly, a tribute to those who paved the way before him. It's a tale that invites us to look beyond the myth of the solitary innovator, to appreciate the intricate web of contributions that truly drive our leaps forward. Part 2. The Arduous Journey of Transforming Milk from Perilous to Pure. Consider Milk a household staple that epitomizes innocence and nourishment. And yet, there was a time when this benign, creamy liquid posed a silent threat, especially to the youngest among us. Back in the 1840s, New York City faced a grim statistic. Over half the deaths were infants and toddlers, victims not solely of cholera, but of something as commonplace as milk. Even U.S. President Zachary Taylor fell prey to this seemingly innocuous beverage, Raising the question, why was milk so perilous, and how did we tame this household hazard? The key reflection here is, the journey to make milk a safe beverage was a laborious one. In the 19th century dairy industry, farmers faced a logistical dilemma. 
milk spoiled swiftly during transport. Their makeshift solution was to keep cows in urban areas, feeding them distillery leftovers known as swill. This unsavory diet led to illness among cows, and despite their poor health, the milk they produced was sold to the unsuspecting public. With swill milk causing widespread health problems, change was urgently needed. Enter Frank Leslie, an investigative journalist from Brooklyn, whose exposure of the dairy industry's dark underbelly rallied public opinion and ushered in a demand for reform. The era of hazardous swill milk found its end, giving way to the quest for safer milk. But even after these revelations, milk's safety wasn't guaranteed. The culprit? Microscopic troublemakers. Disease-spreading bacteria flourished in milk, a perfect breeding ground for microbes. The solution lay in the hands of the French scientist Louis Pasteur, namesake of pasteurization, who demonstrated that high temperatures could effectively assassinate these bacterial culprits. Despite Pasteur's scientific vindication, his methods met with resistance from American dairy producers for decades, only gaining widespread acceptance when activists and governmental regulations made pasteurization a non-negotiable standard in the early 20th century. As the pages of history turn, one lesson stands clear from the story of milk. Even the most potent of ideas need champions who tirelessly work to bring them to fruition. Public health advancements like Safe Milk owe their success to the relentless efforts that back scientific discovery with the force of policy and passion. Part 3. The Transformation of Drug Regulation From Frail Oversight to Regulatory Might Imagine a world where medications filled with unknown consequences flood markets and make their way into our homes with minimal oversight. This was the reality until the 1960s, when a regulatory body we now recognize as the powerful U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, was only a shadow of its future self. The FDA's evolution from impotent to authoritative reshaped the landscape of pharmaceutical safety and effectiveness. The turning point in drug regulation can be traced to Francis Oldham Kelsey, an FDA pharmacologist whose steadfast scrutiny began to redefine the institution when she joined in 1960. Back then, the FDA had startlingly limited resources and powers, but Kelsey's discernment was about to alter the course of drug safety forever. The key revelation here is, the establishment of rigorous standards was essential in ensuring the safety and efficacy of medicines. At the time, the FDA's mandate allowed them only a brief 60-day window to examine a drug's safety profile, post which the product could legally hit the shelves. What's more, drug manufacturers weren't required to demonstrate their potion's effectiveness. A medicine simply had to be non-toxic to be sold. When Kelsey was handed the dossier on Contagon, marketed for ailments like anxiety and insomnia, its active compound thalidomide raised her suspicions. The evidence for safety, she concluded, was insufficient. Her insistence on a more thorough review bought the FDA time, time that would prove crucial. Kelsey's unyielding demands coincided with international reports implicating thalidomide in severe nerve damage. More harrowing were the findings of catastrophic birth defects in infants whose mothers had ingested the drug, a global tragedy impacting more than 10,000 families.
The United States, however, witnessed a fraction of these heartbreaking outcomes, spared primarily by Kelsey's caution and the consequent rejection of thalidomide's license on American soil. The aftermath of the thalidomide disaster saw a seismic shift in medicine. Congress empowered the FDA, who now demanded robust proof of a drug's efficacy, not just a safety record. This legislative remaking initiated the era of evidence-based medicine and consigned the perils of unregulated drug markets to history, a testament to the pivotal role strict standards play in safeguarding health and advancing science. Part 4. The Collective Triumph Behind Penicillin's Life-Saving Legacy For as long as humanity has walked the earth, we've been in a perpetual state of war with microscopic marauders, bacteria. These invisible enemies have claimed countless lives, with tuberculosis, TB, alone sculpting scars on our history, evident in ancient remains, and once claiming a staggering one-fourth of lives in the 19th century. Yet, the battlefield shifted with the advent of a miraculous ally, penicillin. However, the genesis of penicillin is often recounted as the fortuitous stroke of a single brilliant mind. It's time to peel back the layers and reveal a more nuanced truth. The key retracing here is, the penicillin narrative is a tapestry woven from threads of cooperation, far from the solo breakthrough many imagine. The conventional tale casts Alexander Fleming as the protagonist, a Scottish scientist whose serendipitous negligence in the summer of 1928 led to the discovery of a mold with antibacterial might, the discovery of penicillin, to be precise. Indeed, this moment was crucial, as it would eventually lead to a weapon against diseases that had haunted humanity for millennia. However, this plot twist is merely the prologue. The real journey of penicillin, from lab curiosity to lifesaver, was orchestrated by the collaborative genius of two Oxford-based scientists, Ernst Boris Chain, a German-Jewish émigré, and Howard Florey, an Australian. They recognised penicillin's promise and propelled it through the necessary trials, eventually catching the interest of the United States amid the throes of World War II. Still, the cast would not be complete without Mary Hunt, affectionately dubbed Moldy Mary. Recognising the difficulty in mass-producing penicillin, Hunt embarked on a mission for more potent mould samples. Her tenacity was rewarded with the discovery of an exceptional strain thriving on a deteriorating cantaloupe in a local grocery store. Today's penicillin strains, guardians against bacterial onslaughts, are lineage bearers of that very cantaloupe. This is a much grander and inclusive tale than the lone genius narrative. It's a chronicle of determination, collaboration, and serendipity entwined. A potent reminder that many of history's greatest achievements are, in truth, collective victories. Part 5 Steering Safety Forward Innovation and Activism on the Road to Secure Travel Mastering the art of driving is nerve wracking. There's no denying the innate tension of maneuvering through the world encased in a metal shell, threading through cacophonous highways alongside other capricious drivers. Today, we might feel somewhat protected by shrouds of safety technology, but rewind a few decades and we're left bare without seatbelts or airbags. 
today's standard arsenal against vehicular danger seemingly absent. In the 1950s, America's highways resembled less a system of roads and more a minefield. Traffic mishaps ranked as the third leading cause of death. The question loomed large. In this paradox where technology promised movement yet delivered mortality, how did we modify machines to safeguard human life? The key pivot in this story is, car safety was a feat of ingenuity coupled with relentless advocacy. Pioneers in engineering and science met a formidable challenge as they labored to convince the automotive industry of the potential to diminish vehicular perils significantly. Their admonitions, however, often crashed against the hard wall of an industry ethos that driving was synonymous with risk, a gamble of vitality every time one took the wheel. An exception arose with the Swedish automaker Volvo. In a move that defied industry norms, they brought on board Niels Bolin, an aeronautical engineer, in pursuit of mitigating the mortal hazards inherent in driving. Bolin's mission soon zeroed in on the seatbelt, a simple then lackluster strap that hugged the waist with scant protective value. Through his insight, the restraint transformed. Bolin engineered the world's first three-point seatbelt. Rather than merely straddling your lap, this creation would now also brace the shoulder, dramatically redistributing impact during a accident. This seemingly minor tweak was nothing short of revolutionary, with early figures suggesting a staggering 75% reduction in fatalities during collisions. This marked a monumental win for Volvo, but rather than clutching the patent to their chest, the company chose a path of extraordinary benevolence. They saw a value beyond monetary profit, a vision of global impact where life preservation trumped patent rights. This decision by Volvo to share its life-saving innovation set the wheels in motion for a safer future on the roadways around the world. Part 6. The Agricultural Revolution From Famine to Food Security Through Nitrates and Intensified Farming For millennia, famine was the grim reaper that haunted humanity, leaving sorrowful chapters etched into our collective memory. The 1920s were particularly harrowing, with famine scourges claiming around 50 million lives globally due to natural calamities, the war's aftermath, or policy blunders. Even further back, countries like Ireland and entire regions of Europe were decimated by food shortages. Yet today, such catastrophic starvation has largely receded to affect a mere fraction of the global populace. What brought about this seismic shift from recurring despair to relative abundance? The key nourishment for this turn of fortune is twofold. The pivotal role of nitrates and the advent of factory farming. The dual-purpose nature of nitrates, as both an explosive and a fertilizer component, is a tale of destruction turned to sustenance. When Fritz Haber, a German researcher, cracked the code to chemically synthesized nitrates in 1908, it wasn't merely the munitions storehouses that rejoiced. The revelation meant the mass production of artificial fertilizers, effectively sounding the death knell for age-old fears of depleted farmlands unable to support growing populations. Yet fertilizers alone aren't the full story of our leap from famine to feast. The 20th century cradled another, more contentious advancement factory farming. The most visible transformation took place in poultry production, 
where the bucolic scene of freely wandering chickens gave way to cramped coops and controlled environments. Undoubtedly, there are sobering questions about the ethics and welfare implications surrounding these methods. Regardless, these industrial farming tactics slashed the price of poultry, catapulting chicken from a luxury to a staple, accessible to the masses. The nutritional implications were vast, transforming former rarities into commonplace nourishment, with nitrates augmenting crop yields and factory farming reshaping animal production. The arc of our food story bent sharply away from scarcity. These methods, steeped in scientific progress and economic efficiency, emerge as pivotal characters in the drama of human survival. While not without their controversies and challenges, they represent stepping stones in humanity's undying quest to feed its burgeoning billions. Final summary. In a mere century, a revolution unfolded, one not marked by the roar of battle, but by the quiet hum of progress, doubling the human life expectancy. This extraordinary leap forward in longevity is not merely the fruit of spectacular discoveries, but the endpoint of countless unsung efforts, explorations, and incremental advancements. The components of this transformation are varied and vibrant. They encompass the ingenuity behind vaccines that shield us from ancient afflictions. The rigor of drug regulations ensuring the treatments we receive are both safe and effective, and the engineering triumphs that transformed perilous roads into relatively safer passages. Nourishment, too, found a new dawn. The once perilous liquid of milk was rendered benign through scrutiny and sanitation, while advancements in agriculture, like nitrates and factory farming, turned famine from a frequent terror into a fading spectre. Antibiotics emerged not solely from a petri dish left to fortune's whims, but from sustained collaboration and rigor. This synthesis of history carries with it a crucial lesson that behind every proclaimed eureka moment, there is a tapestry of trial, error, and perseverance. For each inventor basking in the spotlight of transformative breakthroughs, there stands a lineage of pioneering spirits whose contributions laid the groundwork for success. So as we consider the remarkable epoch that has gifted us with additional decades to savor life's offerings, let us remember that our extended clock ticks not solely because of lone geniuses, but thanks to a chorus of minds dedicated to the grand pursuit of bettering our collective fate. It is a symphony of science, policy, and courage that has brought us here, to a time where life, precious and finite, stretches further than ever before. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.